previously on tomorrow's end we did the the danny targaryen forget just the people we didn't like we wanted they wouldn't kill sell you guns so that's it they're all dead. i heard church bells they had to die <laughs> so waiting for the whole game to go that way the only reason it has not tim is i decided not to play the gun bunny do not attempt to cross town leave the city immediately by the shortest route Absent members of the family will rejoin the family after the they leave. The end was here. Nobody could stop it. But somebody named Morrow tried to help. With teams buried underground to help us survive after the end of the world. But something went terribly wrong. Instead of waking up, they lay sleeping in their tombs, unable to help. Some did get revived, and this is their story. The story of Tomorrow's End, Recon 17. Um, I, was, um, I want to go to the blacksmith and okay. um, see what he wants for one of his, like, uh, his flintlock rifles. Okay. Bullets. Um, you make your way to the blacksmith, and it's very pungent in the air, and when you get to actually see in where it's where he's working it's actually three open air forges and there is about four guys working and several what you would maybe preteens that are running around moving things carrying things <clears throat> one very old guy is in the middle that, that basically floats between the forges and you can hear him telling them no 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 do it this way and so uh, on. Uh, Apprentices. The master. Yeah, the master and the apprentices and his journeyman. Yep. Okay. Make an Iron Man suit. <laughs> I mean, a okay. suit of external body armor. Is the blacksmith's name Tony? Mm. <laughs> Tony Stank. Tony Stank. I'm sorry, Sonny. We don't make our iron here. It's all steel. Even better. Steel man suit. <laughs> it's just an exoskeleton. I have another so, pinky. Um, does he have? Does he have any of his good uh, goods out? Um, no, nothing right here. Uh, there was a couple of people at stalls out in the open air market that had had some items like that. No weapons like actual rifles or pistols or anything. It was all what you could tell were like uh, blades, um, other things like uh, um, tools and things like that. But you did not see weapons for sale out there. And you don't see like a display of them here. Okay. Uh, oh, does he have shovels and axes? Oh yes, absolutely. And you can see that on the wall, there's there's some several things like that that are in multiple stages of of work. Hammers. Um, okay. Um, All right. In the center is uh, every one of the, the three forges have a have a decent sized anvil. In the center of in all three, there is a huge anvil. Okay. And from what you can tell, that anvil was not handmade. Oh, this is this is manufactured. <laughs> is there a? This is pre world. So it's got like the little flanges for bolts and things yes. like that. That uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's pre war. Wow. Well, I guess an anvil, if anything, was going to uh, survive. To survive. <laughs> yeah. Is it radioactive? I don't know. Lick it. You can tell if something's radioactive by licking it. You die. It, it is. If it, it's not. Um, <laughs> while we're walking around, I'm looking for any signs of like radio towers, whips, anything like that. No, no. Okay. You don't see anything obvious like that. Okay. Uh, okay. Anything made on the anvil is imbued with like unusual abilities. Plus there you go. Ten radiation to everything made on the anvil. <laughs> right. Everything we make on this sings. Right? It won't stop. It so, goes in the dark. 
in my um, stupor. Okay. Um, so the, if, so it isn't, it's not like they're actually selling stuff here? No, it looks or... like he's just manufacturing. He probably okay. he probably does like commission and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. In my stupor, um, I'm still checking the radio waves to see if there's anything going on. Check again in one hour. Okay. Um. So let's see if there's a place selling selling rifles or pistols. No, that's one thing that's very interesting. You know that they're doing stuff. You know they've got that forge running. You mm-hmm. are not finding any place that sells weapons like that. And it's certainly not hmm. in the open air market. Um, you don't see any okay. buildings that are marked that say that they're weapons for sale either. How far would we be from the lake? Or Actually, river? depends on where you are. You guys are not very far at all. You would be cross the uh, basically cross the road, and there's the old zoo, and then there's the water. Um, Centralia actually has a section where where the old docks are. That's what I was that, looking for. There is a couple of boats there. I just want to walk over there and get an idea of what basically just try to get a layout of this. Okay, yeah, no, you guys get a really good layout of the whole of the place. As the further you get away from the core, the old buildings that are being torn down for their resources. And actually, you guys do notice that some of that, especially when you were uh, in the actually when you were in the blacksmith's area, you notice that there was a pile of copper, like piping, wire, things like that. Okay. Metals were being separated by their types. So mm-hmm. someone knows enough about different types of metals. Gotcha. Any sign of a possible sawmill or anything? Um, yes, towards the water. Basically, what looks like there's a lot of log stacked and there's also lumber stacked. But the lumber here looks different. It's not like a uh, it's not like building material lumber like you saw coming off of the truck. This is not as big pieces. If they were coming from Gainesville, they were coming from the, like the Ocala National Forest and that. So better trees, bigger mm-hmm. trees there. So different type of wood compared to what they're probably bringing in here. Right. All right but even though there's big pines here, but. You'd have to manage those, and there's not deep enough water here to float that kind of stuff. Right. Jake's going to make his, you know, once we get the lay out of that, he's going to make his way back to the, uh, to the to the blacksmith. Okay. Ask one of the apprentices if he can speak to the, or somebody there that, that you know, takes takes notice of them, if he can speak to the, uh, the man in charge. Okay. Several of the young ones look at you, and then they look over at the old man, then they look at you, and basically the one child stops. After he does that a couple times, he says, you want to talk to Master Padno? I would like to, yes, sir. I'd like to ask him about something. He looks scared that he has to approach him. Is yeah, that, I was like, should I, approach, should I approach him on my own, or would you get in trouble he if I did that? He just looks at him, looks at you, and nods. Like, yeah, All that right. would be great, because then I don't get beaten or something. Doesn't get in trouble. Okay. Head over that way. Okay. You head over that way, and the old man is busy. Um, he stopped what looks like a 25, 26-year-old uh, man working at, I mean, just ripped in his arms in, mm-hmm. in muscles, Had a ha- has a hammer in one hand, and is currently being verbally dressed up and down by this five-foot-tall little old man that you would guess looks like he's 80 years old, but you can't believe that he would be that old. Right. His hair is 
gray, but very, very dark black, you know, lots of black stripes mm-hmm. through it. And he is just dressing this guy up and down by selling him. Are you an idiot? You don't do that on anything that is not hot. You have to have the metal at the right temperature before you start forging. And he's just yelling at him left and right. And he then senses that you're standing behind him and he stops mid sentence, mm-hmm. spins around. And immediately, what do you want? It's like, well, I was interested in uh, finding out where one could buy some of the finest metal products in town. I had heard that it would be Master Padno. This is the only place that you can buy anything worth buying. We don't sell, I trade. Sell what? I don't sell, I trade. He looks you up and down and he's and he says, do you have authorization? Have you talked to the council? Uh, no one had mentioned that to me yet. We're new in the area. He huffs at you and just, you can't expect just anybody to get a weapon. We need to know that you know what you're doing. And that you're not a threat. Yeah, um, adequate uh, adequate precautions, yes. <clears throat> so that would be the first step. And what is what do you typical tra- typically trade for a rifle? Depends on the quality. What do you want? What is What are you going to use it for? Do you need it for long-range hunting? Do you need it for defense? Mostly hunting, possibly defense. To, uh, you know, kind of point to the, uh, to the shotgun sticking up out of the back. This is... This is what I usually use for defense, and it works for small birds. But he puts it's... his hand out, and he says, give it to me. Let me see. Okay. Um, You're going to blow his mind away right now. says, <laughs> <laughs> it's old world. Rack out um, all of the rounds. Uh, leave the action open. Okay. And uh, make sure the safety's on, and then hand it to him. You hand it to him, and he pauses. He's holding it in both hands out in front of himself. He tips it around, and he looks at it, and he says, I have not seen something in this condition for a very, very long time. And with that, you see him start inspecting it, looking like mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. And he looks at the mm-hmm. end, basically looks into the barrel, and then just sighs, and he said, do you have the set of chokes that go with it? Um, we, that wouldn't have been issued with it, would it? No, it wouldn't have been issued um, with it because this is not yeah. designed for, yeah. you know, you. you was right. not given to you guys for bird hunting, uh, deer yeah. hunting, and everything right. else. This was Didn't given so. to you for as a master key and a. I want everybody in that general direction to be in Spain. No, I didn't. I didn't find them with it. Um, Where did you find this? It was in an old underground bunker. Um, there were some some oil. You know, there was some some of the cleaning supplies, which you know I still have. But I used the last, the almost the last of the oil. Grabs it, looks looks at it, tries the action. And then you see him do the oddest thing in the world as he uh, basically pushes the ejection port open and puts it up to his face, mm-hmm. and he, you swear he's sniffing it. See, mm-hmm. the last time it was fired. And he frowns and hands it to you and says, this has never been used. <laughs> not yet. I'm just, I'm just not just going to pull the trigger on anybody. If you are approved, I will give you 10 of my finest rifles for that mm. okay i don't want to put too much wear on this thing this is you know worth a fortune um but um we'll see what we can do so who do i speak to 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 get a license you said it's you go to the, for the council right simply go to the council building and talk to the guard there asking if you can have a special meeting tell okay. them that you are in town and tell them that you have met me 
So, and then we'll go from there. Well, Master Fadno, uh, does he did he hand me the, the rifle back? Yes. The shotgun back? Yes. Master Fadno, it has been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for his uh, time. Huh? And thank him for his time. Oh yeah, this has been an, yeah, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, for you guys just your, leave. Um, yeah, we'll head back. Okay. Like, As you leave, you notice that he basically watches you leave. Uh, say, I want okay. to see if we're being observed. Uh, absolutely, oh, yeah. he's and making it very obvious. Okay. Uh, the fact that you have that weapon concerns him. Right? Yeah. All right. I think hmm. we should head back <laughs> Wait, to... Please, what else, what else we have on I was going to say, us? that's just the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, do, you should see the pistol. <laughs> why don't we head back to the M4? <laughs> why don't we head back towards, uh, right. uh, to the... To the vehicle. We head to the vehicle or to the to the uh, to the council building. Well, let's get back and confer with Hank and sleeping fetus. I'm awake, sleeping fetus. The semi-conscious fetus. Okay, yeah. It's not like we don't have some food, and we need to come up with a plan. I got a couple ideas. Yeah, you guys have no worries of scurvy for a very long time. All the sickness no. I could ever want. <laughs> Well, we got citrus. We got oh, vegetables. You, you ever smell uh, molding citrus? It is the grossest it thing is. in the world. No, but I have eaten durian. Close enough. Durian's gross. When one of those limes rolls underneath a seed in there, and you guys forget it for about a month, I'll find yeah. it. I'll find it real quick. <laughs> okay. By the time you guys leave town, you actually spent quite a bit of time in there. Um, it is now the evening. You guys notice that the truck has gone. He's no yeah. longer there. Um, there is now a couple of wagons there that have actually more than two horses. That's going. There's a wagon there with four horses that they're loading things on, and then they they are getting ready to leave as well. Yes, four whole horses. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. You yeah. could eat for two months. All right, Centralia, Centralia is definitely a, a trading town. Yeah, definitely. Being, being, being here on the river and everything, I think I think this is a good place for us. William just bites into bites into an orange like it's an apple. <laughs> the skin tastes good. <laughs> From the sound of it, the hua showed up a few seasons ago, and basically just like they're they're scavengers. So we should go back and take them out. Well, before we Couldn't do that, I think that's we should do that. I think we should talk to the council. I think we should go in as we are, bring the vehicle. Let's. But. Uh, again, my primary concern: if they if they have those vehicles, wherever they got those vehicles from, they could also have obtained stuff that could take our vehicle no, 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 out. I should, yeah. So before we do anything with them, but we definitely need to figure that out. Um, so far, everything we've seen is, has been a single group. And, okay. and, I mean, and they don't seem to be coming this far away uh, over here. Pretty it, much, it's like. If they don't offer, someone doesn't offer serious resistance to them, is what it, what it is. There, the, yeah. Any organized resistance is is a deterrent to yeah, them. Yeah, those those Norman that NCO is probably pretty lazy. But I think if we, I think this is Central would be a good place for us to start with our mission. And there's definitely the beginning of some infrastructure here. We could definitely improve upon that. Help them out. I mean, just from what I, I heard in and out of my time being kind of drugged up, it sounded like you guys were getting along with that blacksmith all right. So mm, he's well, he he was impressed by the gun, but I think he was he was a little uh, worried. Concerned. 
leery about the the damaging effects of it not being in his hands as opposed to yours. Mm, no. He doesn't know us. Yeah. I, it's, they don't know us, and also, yeah, it's an old world weapon. Or right, old world, really good. It's never condition. been fired. Yeah, he knew that gun had never ever been fired. We should have fired it once. He would have been. This guy is. This guy <laughs> looks like he's eighty in this world. He would probably be able to tell me it's only been fired once. You know, six days ago in the rain, <laughs> facing east. At a cougar. At a cougar. Yeah. As you guys probably heard, the council only meets once every new moon. But you guys but, said something about like special council. Well, I think. If yeah, we roll, request, requesting a, uh, a special meeting to get a license. I think we can. But if we roll up. I don't think that's going to be an issue getting uh, a special meeting. If we roll up with news, hey, we took out the HUA, look, well, you know. Not even take out the HUA yet. I think we just rolled in. They see this vehicle. They see us. They'll see us as a threat. Back when the USA was forming, they saw everyone else as a threat. Imagine us rolling up there. We want to go in there and be peaceful. We don't want to go in there with our, our no, right. vehicle. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying roll up aggressive or anything. I'm saying basically we go in. And we announce who we are to, we need counsel, you know, basically we're, what we're here for. I don't want to roll in with a vehicle just yet, to be honest. Get on the on terms with the council. Yeah. And then say, we want to help. And when they say, well, how are you going to do that? Then we say. Then we roll in with the vehicle and show Let me them. show you. Exactly. But yeah, let's, let let's get you. on good terms with the no, council no, first. I, if you go in in BDUs, it's going to look like you're part of the, the heads up ass group. Well, not if we don't go in also go in unarmed. They, they, they want to try to uh, trade with the West and the, the Hua are in the way. We could offer initially show them that, you know, yeah, exactly. give them some proof that we want to help them deal with the Hua. And then, then we can do the. You know, help them with infrastructure, help them with education, building roads, help them with, you know, modernizing their process. Start our, start our mission. Yeah. At least with starting with so, Centralia and moving outward. Right. Yep. Well, yeah. that's the thing. We need we need to pick a location and we go from there. I mean, if they're a democratic republic, I mean, it's a good a start as any. The real question is, is do we come in and offer to take care of the HUA or do we just take care of the HUA and then come in and say, here, you know, here's a gift wrap, here's a gift wrap present. This, you know, this is Norman's ass. So if, if we go in and just take care of the HUA and then come over, they're going to think, why, what's, what's in the way of them taking over us? Right. Exactly. Uh, Right. We have to establish a repertoire with that city first, with that council. Let's find out ask them what we can do to help them. He gave you enough information and told you, remember, told you you gotta talk to the guard in front. Um, There's a gentleman in front and he currently looks mischievous. No, he's happy. (laughs) There's one guy in front. He's, uh, it just looks like a normal person. But he's got a rifle in his hand and he's just basically, he's basically sitting on a stool in front of the door. Walk up to him. Good morning. Um... They're not here. We would. We were instructed to by uh, Master. Uh, what was his name? Padno. Okay. Uh, we were instructed by Master Padno that we should ask for a special, special meeting, meeting to to get a license. And there were other. There's other business we would also like to bring to the council. They um, might find very beneficial. They meet every new moon. All right. We're looking to get a license for a firearm. 
Okay, why? Hold on. Well, mostly because we already own some. We don't want to carry them without a license. God, um, that's interesting. Did you register when you came in? Are you carrying any weapons now? Pull out one of our new radios. I go... That's not a weapon, sir. No, but... What is he called? What is... What did you pull out? It's one of our radios. Brand new looking... Uh, Mm-hmm. He's so very interested. We need to speak to your council. We okay. So you're going to do what with the radio? I was going to say, have you seen something that's good a shape? Hey, I don't even know what that is. Uh, to a communication device. There's like little people in it. Hi. Hey, William. Say hello. Hi. Ah, the box talks. I am the box. The box conveys what we say from one place to another. We have some skills and... Wait right here. And he goes inside the building. Let's just cut through the chase. (laughs) He comes back out with another gentleman. But this guy is older and wearing what looks like uh, a council robe. No, more like a woodsman kind of. He's wearing like a leather... Honestly... He looks like somebody who... Uh, Robin Hood? No, worse. Um, what's his face with the bears? Um, uh, oh, uh, Grizzly oh, Adams. Adams. Yeah, he looks like a freaking Grizzly Adams. You just gotta squeeze a Canadian in there somewhere, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> well, hey, there. How can I help you guys there? <laughs> I'll walk away. <laughs> he comes out, he, and he, he looks, at, looks at all three of you, and he's... What did, did you guys do to scare the guard? Say hello, William. Hi, how are you? I've never seen comms that look like that before. Where did you get them? They were issued to us. Issued? What's issue? They were given, they were given, to, us. They were given to us. It is our responsibility to, to, to use them and to take care of them. To use them and take care of them. So they are your leader and you are their caretakers? Uh, we are their caretakers, but they're not our leader. They're given to us by our leaders. Okay, who is your leaders? So over the radio comes Morrow. And he immediately stops. He looks directly at Bjorn and says, hand that to me. I hand it over to him. He immediately flips it around to look at the back. And on the back is the Mara logo. <laughs> Where did you get these from? We were given these. These are items of legend. You are not walking legends. Where did you find them? Where did you steal these? Want to see my flashlight? <laughs> that went really well with the last guy. You want to see my rod? This shoots light out of it. Um, I would feel I would feel better if we could go inside and talk. We we got bigger stuff we can show you if you need more convincing. I'm just you know. Want me to want me to trigger the bat signal? <laughs> I'm gonna press the button. Hey, hey Willie. He wants to see the bat signal. Bring the bat um, signal. Actually, ask him, what do you mean we're not walking legends? What are you talking about? Have you seen people from the Morrow Project before? He says, I have not met any personally. But you've heard of, of Morrow. He's conflicted right now. He doesn't know what to do because you cannot leave. We're not I am not going to allow you to leave, yet he... We are here to You help. need to come in the building. I need you to stay here until I return. We're here to help. We want to speak to your council. We want to know what we can do to help your community. He opens the door and he, he requests that you come in the room. You're going to stay in that first room until he returns. Fair enough. I, you hear me come over the radio. 
Should I drive the truck? I told you to bring the bat signal. That's what I meant. That that, that was no, your son no, 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 not yet, not yet. We're in we're in deep enough shit as it stands. No, bring I, it. He needs to bring it. Bring it. All of this is completely over the radio in front of this guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bring it. On button. <laughs> Turn off the yeah, I'm missile miss- defense. I'm Mis- confused at what a bat signal is. Missile defense is off. It's um, just just the drive can, can, portion. Just, well. can, can we just wait here for a couple minutes? You'll want to see this. Well, I need to go get someone. But okay, he's gonna. You're not gonna get the vehicle to where you're at. No, but I'm sure we pull up. I'm driving. I'm driving towards Centralia. Meet us at your front gate. We will not leave. Okay, he's he needs to go get someone. We'll go to the front gate. And we're heading towards the gate. Because um, I'm not going to be trapped in a little room in the front of a building. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not trapped in this little room. It's fine. Me. The backs of the chairs say point towards enemy. <laughs> he agrees to let you guys meet him at the front gate with him. Okay. But, and, and he says, promise me you will not leave. We won't leave. Okay. He leaves. You see him go down the street the opposite direction. And then goes around a corner. And you, you lose him. You guys head to the front gate. And... A, Basically, five, ten minutes later, the commotion arrives, um, which is going to immediately cause all kinds of issues. Um, You have... Hold on. There's about ten people there immediately go up to the vehicle and start touching it. It's not electrified at the moment. There is also some angry people that are actually coming to you guys asking why would you do such a thing well we do what's what what is it you think we this is going to attract a lot of attention from they're worried about the attention that, that the vehicle is going to attract they're also looking at it and you're getting questions of who are you with what is that why does it look like <clears throat> why does it look like what during this conversation you're interrupted with the gentleman that you <laughs> met that came out <clears throat> with him is two older people, two older men, and they're also pretty much dressed like normal people. <clears throat> mm-hmm. One of them is carrying a book, and mm-hmm. he stops and he says, these are the men I was talking to, uh, telling you about, and they said they have brought proof. Okay, um, and one thing I'm going to do, um, we have our, our project hats that will have like our, our symbols on them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and our project IDs in uh, in some of our stuff, right? Well, sure. You, you guys weren't dressed that way, though. You were dressed in... Yeah. Right, that's what, That's why I'm glad we have the okay. truck here for that. <clears throat> okay. Because I'm going to basically get the hat out of the, uh, out, of the, out of the vehicle, put it on. Um, and grab my, my project ID because it's going to have the Morrow Project symbol okay. on it. Uh, yep, grab absolutely. a set of coveralls um, or anything that has a Morrow Project patch. We don't have any loose patches, do we? Uh, no. Well, you do if basically in your second set. I, taught, right. I rip one off my uniform and toss it up. Okay, yeah, out of one of the patches comes on, a Morrow right? patch. Okay, grab the Morrow patch um, and pull the because we have the Velcro. These ours are Velcro yes, on, right? Exactly. Okay, pull my yeah, pull my recon patch, my American flag, grab his Morrow patch, uh, and the Morrow ID, which will have Jake's face on it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> okay. They they look at what you present, 
And Mm -hmm. the two older men step away and they have a conversation and you see them open the book. They're looking at a couple of things. They see them go through some pages. It sounds like they actually start getting in an argument. And one of them starts pointing um, hard in the book and then points at the striker. And then... Or the striker or the 117. Yeah, your 117, your vehicle. (laughs) Right. <laughs> they 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 slant, he slams the book closed and starts walking towards all of you. And he says, "Where did you get this?" This is ours. We were assigned it. We woke up with it in our, uh, you know, yeah, this is what this is what we had. This is our office. It's my laboratory. No, this is the property of the founders. Oh shit. The founders. Another team's been here. The ones who have found that founded our society. Ah, uh, that's why this town is so where it's at. There was another. There was another team here. This is, um, you know, it's like, um, do you see the the card that I gave? You? Yes. Do you see my face on that card? Yes, but you are not one of the founders. We we work. With the founders. With the founders. We're the, we're the same group as the founders. But that is not possible. They all died a hundred years ago. We just woke up. We were put to sleep. Ask them where the founders came from. You say that, and the one gentleman holding the book does not want to, doesn't answer, and the other gentleman that walked finally walked back up, and he said, why don't we just show them? Please. Por favor. <laughs> yeah. There's some discussion, um, and they say... Follow us. I'm not leaving the vehicle. Sure, we we, we would. We need to. We do need to get this vehicle out of sight. It, it needs your, to be your people are concerned, um, and rightfully so, so that you know this may cause unwanted attention. Yes. Um, can we we, and that is not what we want. But we need to be able to prove. And this is most of our most of our equipment. Here. You put it back in the woods. Yes. No. They do not want it in sight. They want it where someone cannot see it. So you can ask, and they can try. You're going to have to drive around town to be able to get through because where you're at, not a chance. There is a place that they can actually. You're going to drive to the south side of the town. There is a very large building that has a very large door. When you get there. Knock on the garage door and wait. Drive it over to the garage door, hop okay. out, knock three times. Okay. <clears throat> you wait while while he's driving around. You're led back to the building where is the council members and led in. When you are led in, they lead you through into the chambers. One of the things that you see on the wall in the chambers is that symbol. The Marvel Project symbol? The infinity symbol, yeah. Yes. You see the okay. you see a circle with the infinity symbol. You do not see the MP. Uh, they lead okay. you... Be, uh, the, you see him put the book on basically a stand, and then they lead you beyond through a door behind. He's, and right before he opens the door, the, the oldest gentleman says, no one other than council members have ever been beyond this door. All must be sworn to secrecy, and all must be sworn to allegiance. We don't know what to do about you. Because you have the symbol, we believe that you already have allegiance. When he opens the door, you guys go through a long hallway. The hallway is actually lined with very old pelican cases. 
<clears throat> I'm still driving around, right? Yes. You're okay. still driving around, coming around to the back. Um, they go, comes to another door and he pauses at the door and, and then finally asks one more time, are you really who you claim you are? I hope so. I'm wearing his underwear. <laughs> the other gentleman behind, that was following behind you pipes up and says, then when you awoke, where did you come from? About two days. No, it was about three days, three days northwest of here. He's not liking that answer. He looks. And we awoke or where we came from before we were, uh, before we were uh, put into, into cryo. You awoke and then you came. Yeah. Yes. But you tell me that you come from these places that are here. And he, he yells to the other guy, uh, basically we... through you. They're not real. The founders came from the ground. Well, all of our bolt holes are in the ground. We come from the ground. Oh, of course you would say that now after I say it. We can lead you to it. The older gentleman is just angry. He says, enough, and opens the door. When you walk through, it looks, it's a pole barn. The ceiling is all panels missing, rusted through areas where lights, basically sunlight is rushing through and beams of different panels that are missing and things like that. And you see, well, you don't, you're still sitting in the, you're pulling around and you're, you're, at the door getting out to go knock um, everybody else sees a vehicle that looks exactly like yours but covered in a lot of dirt and dust and as you get closer it is been through hell and back also in this area is a what looks like a loading dock <clears throat> towards the door looks like a, a ramped pit mm-hmm. going down towards the door. As you guys walk towards that direction, you hear knocks on the garage door. You guys can easily see that there's a way. You, so all three of you together can lift it enough um, to get it up and get you in. You pull in and you immediately see the rear end of your own vehicle. That's old as fuck. <laughs> From the view of William, because you're using the, uh, you're not even using optics. You're looking through everything else you, with your own eyes. You pull in and you see immediately, oh, man, over here on, on my right-hand side, I can't go there. That looks like a, a a ramp going down into a hole. And on the left-hand side is the vehicle. And it looks like there's enough room for you to pull behind it. Okay. I pull behind it then, if there's just okay. enough room. Yep, there's enough room. Doors open, a lot more lights coming in at this time. You guys can now clearly see that the other vehicle it looks like it took a lot of heavy hits on it. There's a lot of bullet holes. Uh, <clears throat> the tires are pretty much rotted off, and you know that these things are going to solid rubber. Um, it looks like it had been taken explosion damage, everything else. This other vehicle looks like it just absolutely went through two wars and we got a barely came truck. out. <sighs> As yep. you turn around, you notice that the ramp goes down to a hole, oh, a door sad. big enough for your vehicle to go through. Hmm. It probably doesn't have power. Its door is laying down on the ground on the ramp that sets in and it's open. Hmm. Do you mind this if is we a bowl down hole. there? Yeah, you can go look. Flip on flashlights and... I stay up by the vehicle but outside of the vehicle. Okay. This, this is a bolt hole exactly like yours. Except for this one obviously was built inside this building. And not in a marsh. The only one in Florida. They've got clean <laughs> towels. So let's uh, go down there and take a look. See what's in there. 
Okay, you go down. Cryo tubes. And, I yep. wonder. Anything? Will the lockers? older cryo tubes, the ones that you guys originally trained on? Uh, oh, hey, uh, those are the ones we were supposed to be in. The lockers, right? And, uh, all empty. Names though? No. The nameplates have all been removed. Of course. I wonder if this thing hasn't been powering cryo tubes, if the fuel in their main react. And I'll see, he'll be saying this out loud. So I wonder if, they, if these things haven't been running cryo tubes, uh, if if their reactor still has some power. That's what I was just thinking. Is you guys want to play with it? No. <laughs> Pinky is not allowed to touch it. I have 90 computers. No, we need, we, we need William to come down and see if he can activate the system. See if there's any power. I, I Pinky promise. He's going to mistype everything. And what happened the last time he fiddled with something that could be explosive? But I didn't Pinky promise that time. We, have to, we do have to give him a chance yeah, to yeah, review. Yeah. This is a Morrow, yeah, this is a standard Morrow Project bolt hole. These cryo tubes are um, an older model. How many How many cryo tubes are there? Five. How many are open? Hmm? All uh, five. Okay. There's nobody in any of them. In fact, actually, they've been closed back up. Doesn't look like any damage to them? No, nope, none at all. Other than everything being dirty, dirty and dusty. Right. All right, William. Come down. We need you to see if you can, if there's any power left in this in the system. Okay. I grab my laptop mm-hmm. and bring it down to the main console that's hopefully <laughs> right in the middle of the room. I put my laptop on top of it, plug into it, see if I get a signal. You get nothing. Just plug it into the truck. Doing. You want to plug the... Watch well, the truck. You're into trying the to plug into a dead console with no power. So I run a power cable from the truck to the console and plug it into the side. Okay. And give it go juice. Not a lot. You don't have a choice on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I give it go juice. All right. You do. It, things start lighting up. The the lights in the ceiling start lighting up, and you start hearing hearing some humming and everything else. And uh, anybody up near the truck? Vehicle? Well, somebody was, should be in the truck just to check the, just to monitor because this is probably going to be a big train on our on our on our audible. I'll stay up. I'll go back up and stay in the truck. Okay. The, all the alarms are going off in the vehicle. That there is a heavy power draw. Okay, guys, you're, we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're powering draw. more than just that console. Kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I press the off button because I'm not going to unplug a live wire. So you kill kill the I, breaker. I kill the breaker and then I go and disconnect <clears throat> the okay. truck from the console. Okay. What are the, what's yeah? What's their reactions when we start doing all this? Oh, they're pretty much freaked out. They've never seen this thing active in in any way. There's no lights ever came on or anything. This has been a museum. Mm. I go to find where the reactor is. Oh, and then just to say, <laughs> see if he could find the reactor. I go to I go in a quest to find out where the reactor is. Okay. Yeah. You, there's there's the manhole cover that goes down and, and all that. You can go down there. It's dry. I head back to the truck. Grab a rad meter. Mm-hmm. Just in case it's radioactive, and jump down. It is. It, it's a higher than background, but it's still safe. And yeah, everything's dark. Cleaner down here because it's been still sealed. Because of the the, the man cover. Turn on a flashlight. Look around. See if I can find the main panel for the reactor. Yep, you can. It's dead. The fuel probably used up. Probably drank. Pinky, check their vehicle. You guys can do that. I'm still down in the <laughs> in the hole. Yeah, your radio currently doesn't work, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> So he's out of communication until he comes back out of the hall. Okay. How do they react to, to what Jake tells them? They're just still, they don't know what to do about any of this right now. They're very confused. 
about all of it. Okay. Dylan's <clears throat> um, like, I'm sure you have questions. The old, the oldest guy does not say anything. The other one says, "Your founders." We're of the same group as the founders. Yes. So, what have we done wrong to, for you to come back? Why are you are you going to punish us? No, you've done a great <clears throat> job. My goodness, you've done amazing. It is the groups like the Huas that we're probably going to have to have words with. They're still in. You don't Shock. see walking legends every day, nor someone basically. If you really think about it, we, we melted their brain. Yeah, you melted their brain. Plus, on the same note, by this this amount of time gone by, they're pretty much worshiping as mm-hmm. as deities mm-hmm. as deities. So yeah. they don't know what to do. They don't know how to process this. They don't know. Right. They basically the the oldest one finally says, "You should read the book." As I'm down there in the hole. Mm-hmm. I try and double check the fuel levels, see if I can see any visible markings because I'm not going to hit the side power. of the tank. No, <laughs> <laughs> I shine the light around, see if I can get any visible readings of the thorium. Kick the thermonuclear device. No, <laughs> you guys hear a small explosion. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> it's dead, dead. Okay. Mm. I put the cover back on. I climb back out of the manhole, twist the manhole lock in to keep it sealed down there <laughs> minty fresh hopefully and i'm like guys it's dead dead it, it's not going to come back on there's not enough thorium down there to power anything not even a, a, a phone <laughs> <clears throat> yes your iphone thorium iphone they don't know what to do about you the one gentleman mentioned that you should read the book please show us the book yes <clears throat> okay they take you back to that one chamber where you set down the book and when reactor. you go inside that vehicle, you're surprised that it's even there. As far as you can tell, it took an RPG round and the inside burned. Ooh. So there's nothing I can salvage from the it's, inside. This thing is, it looks better closed than open. You know, it, it should be on the lawn of a VFW. And that's about it. <clears throat> this I, is one of their holy relics. Okay. I close the door, sadly, and walk out. Go see the book. Okay. Okay. Anything on the cover? No, the cover's just leather. Um, and the it's spine rebound. says in English, the founders. Hmm. As you open it, you can tell that these pages were loose leaf. And yes, it's been re-sewn, rebound many, many times. The very first page has a circle with the infinity symbol in the center of it. The next page is in broken English. From what you guys can tell, whoever wrote this stuff down had about a fourth grade reading and writing level. <clears throat> this, this, this is handed down information. And there are drawings. <clears throat> there is a drawing of Amaro ID. There is stories about how everybody living in this area were having all kinds of problems. There was lots of starvation. There was disease. And the problem was is that there were some very violent people that came from the north that were causing all kinds of problems. Uh, Those they were, murder hobos. It talked about how, uh, how people would just disappear in the middle of the night and never be seen again. Farms were just burned for no reason and the people never seen again. And it went on for years and years until the founders arrived. And it talks about how the founders 
came from the ground, that God delivered the founders from the ground, and the founders were given the weapons of the heavens to push back the evil. Probably why their vehicles all blown up. Well, it talks about the great, a great war that they fought. And then after the war that only two of the founders survived. And the two founders spent their, the rest of their years educating the people and, and working with the people of the area to create Centralia. And in fact, the name Centralia comes from the founders. Okay, but you the see, founders called it, was named it? it Centralia, or that's kind of vague. That's the thing is that when you read the story, you can tell that whoever wrote this mm-hmm. didn't didn't come directly from them. It, it was like someone told someone who told someone who finally decided to write it down. So there's a lot of things, <sighs> a lot of things that are embellished in a way that you're like, uh, yeah, that's not right. You know, it's like it talks about right. how it talks about how one of the founders was standing on a hill and breathed fire on all of the enemy and chased them back. Machine gun. (laughs) Or flamethrower. Another one where uh, one of the founders sacrificed himself by destroying what they called a behemoth. He ran to the behemoth and destroyed it with a great explosion that was felt for miles. Satchel charge or something? Jesus. Yeah, full demolition pack going. Um, but lots of stories like that, and then there's also stories about how the le- the final the two that stayed behind uh, that uh, any of the women that had children with them were blessed with the smartest, and y- you name it. it. It starts going really weird towards the end of the book, and way into the almost well, they're deities, they're gods, we and, should worship them, things well, like if that. If you watch them do all these things, any names? No names at all. They are only referred to as the founders. So are there any... They were gods. Ask the gentleman who's still there. Are there any descendants of the founders still around? Yes. Supposedly, there are two. One of them is named Padno. We've met him. (laughs) Yeah. And the other one is he lives to the southeast. He's on his own farm out there. He refuses to have anything to do with the city. Is he? What does he think of the founders? Is he? He. It, it, that's where they. The the old old man gets a little disgusted. This the great grandson of the founder casts off all about the founders. He said, "Is nothing. It is nothing more than fairy tales told to children." This is why also Padno knew about knew the gun so well. Probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> information he was given i wouldn't be surprised if he's got a couple of heirlooms at home i go to our vehicle i pull out one of our pads okay i go did your founders have anything like this that you know of the one the older man says why yes and starts going through the book and shows you a page where there's a drawing that looks like it do you still have any of those oh we have not seen them since the founders were here I have never seen one personally, but I heard my father got to use one. Mm. Okay. Maybe um, I think we need to talk to Padno. And Padno uh, the Hoarder. Tomorrow's End is played with the Morrow Project version 4.0 game system available from Timeline LTD at www.timelineltd.com. We also use, with permission, the ambient sound collection from tabletopaudio.com. 
check them out for a ton of ambient soundscapes for your tabletop RPG sessions. Until next time...